0: Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, I'm joined by Pastor John and Pastor Kenny as we talk about what it's like to preach to an empty room during this era of social distancing. We hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, well, welcome back to Armchair Preaching, episode number 33. This is the second episode in our coronavirus COVID-19 season. You know, the historians will probably mark this season in some way. We don't know what that way. They're going to call it something at some point, you know. Um, but uh, we're still in the middle of it right now. let which... hope
1: it's a short season.
0: Yeah, yeah, not it's not short enough right now, right? So we've been so this past Sunday was our third uh online live stream only. Is that right? Am I yeah. It it feels like the is I don't know if it's just me, the you month and of me, March. Then you, then Kenny. Yeah, it was you and me then me and then Kenny. And th- and this Sunday come up will be John God willing um and I don't know about you guys, but the month of March felt like it had about 75 days, because today today is April 1st, we're recording this on April 1st, and, uh, you know, it just felt like, you know, this is going to be March, you know, you know, 76 or something like that, but All that to say, it's been very different for us from a preaching standpoint, and one of the things, John, you posed as a question for us just to kind of talk about a little bit, um, because we're not going to really get into the messages a whole lot, because there's only a single message every week right now, so people can go online. In fact, that's the only way they could have received it the last three weeks is to go online online. So you can go on our Facebook page, our YouTube page, or our website, and it's a lot easier to find it um, and watch those sermons. But one of the things we want to talk about is what is it like to preach to the empty room? And uh, so I, I think that's a great, that's it's a new kind of environment for us. Uh, we have we posted pictures the last couple of weeks. John's posted pictures the last couple of weeks of the empty room and the preacher standing there. And That's such
1: a poignant picture, though. Yeah. That this past week, yours I got from the front. Zach, I was yeah. I was in the I was in the back looking at you, but when I got over the shoulder of Kenny, mm-hmm. that was, it was really gave me a different perspective. Yeah. As well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been up there, but yeah, just seeing just a, you saw John Lowry over on the right hand side, yeah. one guy. Yeah. You yeah. know, three hundred chairs. Yeah. And Kenny standing up there in the yeah. lights, look, looking facing the camera yeah such a
0: it's so yeah so interesting so let's talk about you this week kenny you were this was your first Mm -hmm. i mean you've been up there you've done welcomes and prayers and things the last couple weeks but this was your first up preaching so what what was your what were you anticipating first of all going into that
2: well um i wasn't sure what to anticipate because although i had done a few upfront leadership things the the two services prior to an empty room um, it, it's just different. Preaching is just different. I think because for me, preaching, uh, I, I I like to see the reactions and kind yeah. of feel the emotion of the room or the energy or the lack of energy in the room. Um, and and so um, I don't know that I I had an expectation of what it was going to be like. I guess I had a little bit of a uncertainty um, and little apprehension, thinking, yeah. What's, what, how self-aware am I going to be in the moment yeah. of the empty room, and not wanting that to distract from the preaching. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's the one of the big challenges, is you can't help but be aware of the emptiness in the room and the fact that you're looking at a particular camera or mm-hmm. another camera, but just wanting to try to make sure that it, that doesn't distract from the experience of the, the Person people on the other viewing side. the service. Uh on the other side. And so that I think that was a challenge. I don't know that I pulled that off or not, but I was aware of it. Yeah. And then I, I think it I guess I was I was it it was confirmed to me that it does change the dynamic of preaching. It does. Because you don't hear Laughter after something that you said that at least you thought was funny, um, <laughs> which most of what I think is funny. I, I mean, I think other people ought to think is funny. But, um, uh, or or well, even
0: and whether or, it was funny or not, doesn't it doesn't matter. You but, don't know because yeah. no one's reacting.
2: Well, the nice Z- thing Z-Zack is, and is that I did our best to chuckle started, in the right yeah, way. Yeah, I did hear yeah. you guys chuckling, and that uh, did help. Yeah. Um, but what's I, funny I, is even in a room with three hundred people, if people know that you intended something to be funny,
0: they're going to give you the. There's a few of
2: it. people who'll be polite enough to yeah. chuckle, and then everybody yeah. else just jumps in anyway. So Anyways, but you know, and and we
1: really miss our ringers in this case. You know, there's there's always some in each crowd that just they're they're just got a great sense
2: of humor and they have this great laugh.
1: Yeah, Yeah. you can always hear them. Yeah, miss really miss them. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But you also don't you can't see. The faces of people even responding to the things that you hoped were going to be really encouraging, yeah, or really uplifting in some way. Um, and, and although I usually can't see beyond the first few rows, at least the people I can see, there's a little bit of I can gauge that, mm-hmm. that what I the, the effect I hoped it would have is happening. So it's definitely definitely challenging. Yeah, Zach and I actually had an advantage th- with what you're just
1: saying is that. We were watching the YouTube and, and Facebook yeah. feeds, and mm-hmm. we could see people posting Reactions. their responses. Yeah. It's not the same thing as looking them in the eyes sure. and seeing those responses, the nodding heads, or yeah. something like that. But you, but it was actually more detailed because they yeah. were actually writing things in there and how yeah. they were reacting to the moment. And it was all positive, yeah. but you weren't getting any of that. Yeah. You were just up there laying it out, preaching away. Yeah,
0: yeah. For me, I think you know, last week, I mean, I so here's so my thing is so the empty room part doesn't doesn't didn't really throw me as much I mean
1: you've done that I mean you've done agape classes where you yeah to, you teach to, yeah. A, to a camera
0: yeah and even even on my regular Sunday even in my regular routine of preaching so I, I I'm the kind of person I really run through my message a bunch before I actually do it I mean my my regular flow is I try to get most of the sermon uh, buttoned up by Wednesday and then Thursday. And Thursday, and then Sunday morning. I, I on a good week, I'll run it, uh, you know, I'll run it a half dozen times, or at least parts of it a half dozen times. Um, on a bad week, I run it two or three times. So in those moments, there's nobody, you know, there's nobody there, it, and they always come out differently. But at least I've got the content, right? I think for me, the thing that was most unsettling the first week is the idea of you're only addressing one point right instead of so scanning e- the audience yeah so even when i'm pra- even when i'm running through a message i'm acting And you're doing as- that
1: you're doing that out loud when you do your run throughs you're yep. doing them out loud also right when
0: i well, yeah when i do a run th- well i'll do run throughs without it being out loud but i will i always i at least once um you can usually tell when i haven't done a run through but when i i'll do it as close to actual as it will be I I stand I try to get podiums that are the same height if I'm gonna sit I'm gonna sit if I if I don't I mean I really I I, I'm pretty meticulous about the delivery and also I like to when you type things out and you write things they don't they they, they sound different in your head than they sound when they come out of your mouth and so a lot of times I'll be like well what I thought was just really a well put statement when I actually verbalize it I can't for whatever reason, my head and my lips and my tongue are not doing the thing I want it to do. So I'm going to rewrite that section. Um, but the thing that even when I'm running through it for a Sunday morning, I'm acting as though there are people there and I'm scanning the room to be locked into one point to be able to engage that one point because mm-hmm. that's the only engage. I mean, there's no, there's nobody looking at you from a different angle. Everybody's looking at you from that exact same angle. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit different uh and a little bit challenging mm-hmm. and i think it felt and also too because that room is huge yeah right so it's a and,
1: and we're, our heads are used to being on swivels yeah and you, it, you have
0: to be right you know
1: because you got to look around if you're gonna wow. if you're gonna engage with people you're gonna be turning left and right well yeah. you turn left to the right There's, which i i did that i've done that each of the weeks i've been had a yeah. role in it i've i've turned to the left and the right and realized i mean, I'm in my head i'm going the people are there. They're straight ahead. Yeah,
0: and they're only seeing you from that angle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I'm not. Maybe that's more in our heads than it is in the the audience. Maybe if we're scanning the audio, like scanning the room, people it probably
1: the, feel more natural yeah. to the viewer because that's what a person who has a crowd full, of, a room full of people will be yeah. doing.
0: Yeah, but I think the one of the things that we've changed a lot in the last three weeks is understanding that and And I think people that have watched the whole service um and i think it's been i think it's been wise on our part is we've changed how we've ordered and uh even the the layout of the space because we realize that um it's not we're not building we're not um outlining a service for the live audience we're outlining a service' service for the audience online so even we have two different uh floor setups now which does we would not have that normally um and we can cut they have multiple camera mm-hmm. angles and cameras that are in the middle of a space that you would never like you would not have a camera on the stage for yeah, us like we, we would, did. we would like we we way. have yeah so you could see our piano player uh playing a little bit more fully but you have to realize it's for the audience on at home
1: which makes this whole experience of the last 3 weeks feel uh feel a whole lot uh, like a production studio. Yeah. Like a tele- we are doing a lot of things that you would find that are being done at a television studio. Yeah. We're thinking about camera angles, we're thinking about set design, we're thinking about we're thinking about how images will look on on a screen so that we can and all this is in service of the experience of the worshiper. Yeah. Uh, it's just that the experience of the worshiper is not going to be in the same room with you. They're going to yeah. be watching on a television or a ta- tablet or a phone. Yeah. And so, what is that experience like? How do we shape that in a in a way that's helpful for them? Yeah. Thus, uh, things like uh, how do we how do we pr- have them participate with us more yeah. in the service? I mean, I'm I'm I have you know I'm up this week with with the just just the preaching moment. And so, the thing I I've, I've I can think it would be closest to would be making a video. Yeah. Where you're making a video, and you your audience, the people that you're talking to, is this camera that's in front of you. Yeah, and and it really is. You said it, Zach. It's a, it's an it's an internal work. Yeah, it is a mental image in your mind that you have to get locked into your mind. Is that th- inside of that one little camera right there are a thousand people.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in our in at. our case it's it's literally a thousand people literally thousands, more than that. Uh, more I've literally more than a thousand like two, people two right now a yeah, couple or thousand so. people yeah and, and that's a I think that it's a, it's a real head trip because even though we have done and we're very blessed that we've been doing the live streaming for the last two or three years and, and we've got a great tech team and, and a great uh, leader of that tech team that's that's gotten us to a level that's really high. That's still what, what what has normally been the case is it's a live stream service, um, but it's been a, it's been uh, trying to capture the the live moment, you know, with people in the moment. So really, really, what you're doing is you're trying. It's, it's more like capturing a play, right, than capturing a like a like a movie or a television show or whatever. And I think that's it's weird for us to think like that. It's very weird for us to think like that.
1: And again, the idea that that the people who are who are the the uh, congregation are in their homes and you know in, in hundreds of different homes, uh, the idea of getting our minds into you you're talking about getting headspace. If I if I've got to get our heads right about the camera equals a thousand or two thousand people,
0: yeah.
1: You also have to get your head right about. When you think about their experience, if I were sitting at home and I were watching this, it, it'd be a very different thing for me to be, just be watching this yeah, and seeing what those people at some distant place are doing, as opposed to feeling a part of it, yeah. where you're actually singing the songs and you're actually praying the prayers or you're reading the things on, on the screen, which is what we've been doing differently the last yeah. few weeks.
0: Really having to train the audience that this is not a television show, this is a... This is an interactive. We're trying to minimize the distraction and maximize participation and motivation for people to say this is this this isn't. We haven't canceled church, right? We've just this is just a whole shift in how we want people to to join with us in corporate worship. And I and it's funny because we we feel that since we we talked about this a couple weeks ago, we we batted around the idea of pre-taping and then loading, right? But then after the service is over, like, no, we can't do that because we watch the interaction of people on live and they, they really appreciate feeling like they're a part of it even when they can't be because they're so, um, they're so bought into the community, which is great. They want to be in the community. They want to be as close to the community as they possibly can be and want to be as, as tight to the community as they can be. And if that means we're doing the same thing at the same time, even though we can't be in the same space, they want that, and they don't want that divorced from their experience right now. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's really cool. Um, Kenny, want to talk to you real quick about what was some of the, what were some of the things that you experienced this week um, in terms of the preparation that that maybe were mm-hmm. different, but still. Um, having to understand this is still the preached Word of God. So what were some of the things that you looked at and said, okay, this is something I, I definitely would do if it was a live moment, but maybe I won't do it because there's not people there? Or what are the things you're like, you know what, this is still the preaching moment, and this is still um, the Word of God presented, and so I'm going to be true to that no matter what, what, that's, what, what the case is there? Was there anything that... that...
2: Well, I, I think primary two things. One, one related to delivery um, I'm not as prone as I think you are, or maybe even John, potentially when you're in, when you're in Loudon hall to move around. Yeah. But I tend, but I will move about a step to the right of the podium or a step to the left of the podium a little bit. And then my hand gestures may be a little bit clearer or more demonstrative. Whereas, uh, I, maybe they would have followed me. I don't know. It was probably more of a fixed camera. So, so this week I just felt kind of contained like I really did need to stay right behind the podium so that was something I was conscious of and uh and was able to do because like I said I don't move around as much as you guys maybe but I I I do have some freedom that had to I had to limit a little bit the second thing was was probably uh, I would have liked to have done something a little bit more animated in terms of visual slides yeah because I was I was looking at the progression of James's teaching yeah from um, testing of our faith produces perseverance, um, and then once perseverance has runs its course to maturity and completeness. So I, I'd I'd imagined this kind of either stair step image or this kind mm-hmm. of arrow. This arrow leads to that arrow, and I just didn't feel like, given what we were trying to do with the cameras and the mm. use of slides, that I could do something maybe as uh, as illustrative as I would have wanted with that mm. with that particular image, but. Yeah. Those would be two ways that, that maybe I that it yeah. changed.
0: Yeah, I definitely resonate with the moving thing. I mean, that's why I sat. I mean, I sat the first week. Um, and I've sat before. I mean, uh, I don't, mm-hmm. John, I don't know that's ever seen me sit while I preach, but there's there's been seasons where I've gone through whole seasons where depending on what the series is, I'll sit while I preach. Part of that is because I do have a tendency to really pace, to really cage tiger kind of move sort of thing. Um, and so I was wanting to resist that temptation somewhat. Uh, and so I, and I wanted to, to kind of lock in with the camera there. Uh, so yeah, definitely resonate with that. And, uh, we sat the first week, John, you and I sat, I mean, we could have stood, but we, it was... Easier for us to, to mm-hmm. sit and have the conversation around Sabbath in that moment, and 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 that worked better, I think. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so really, because I, I haven't done this yet on my on my own. You just asked Kenny about his preparation, his yeah. His think thoughts about delivery for a camera only uh audience. Did you have did you do some things differently the week before that were focused yeah, um, to, that were camera only? Yeah you know, uh I, I, delivery I, preparation all that?
0: Yeah for delivery it was I the I made a conscious decision to sit because of that. But then also too in terms of the preparation, um I felt very much uh I, I felt uh, I can I can tend to be more off the cuff or at least I have a lot more space in my message to go off the cuff. I, I uh, did not do that. I, I was a lot. I was a lot more prone to to really think it through the progression and, and as a as a memory exercise. So I had I had memorized large chunks of my message, and there were very few things I had, didn't have memorized. And I the the illustrations I used were much thinner. I mean, Kenny knows. I mean, I can. Sometimes negatively, so I can, I can can get kind of uh, you know into a uh, a story, uh, and I didn't do that. I, mean, I kept everything real tight, uh, very tight from an illustration standpoint, just because you know uh, I I I want I, I felt like I wanted people engaged, but I also felt like there there's there's a necessity to stay as laser focused as possible. Um, because I think what I'm what I'm imagining, so I'm trying to imagine the people at home what they're experiencing. And I know when I'm at home and we're watching anything, even things that we really want to watch, there's, you know, my kids kind of, they want to get up and get something, and they want to get a snack, and someone has to go to the restroom, you know, someone has to, you know, use the potty or whatever, and, and we have a cat that, you know, is somewhat of a killer, and, and so there's all these little distractions that, that kind of um, are much more prevalent than the the live audience when you have a live audience no one very few the, the percentage of people that are getting up and going to the bathroom is pretty tiny you know there's there's one or two people that'll do that but it's not but i'm imagining in in a household of four or five people that somebody at ever at, at regular intervals every 3 minutes is getting up to get something Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's just the nature. I don't know how your homes are. but That's just the nature of what happens when you're at home. Because you can pause things, and I, maybe people are pausing things because so they have that have a, power. They can do that you too. Have a
1: mental image of what's happening yeah. in, in, on the on this this the on yeah. the on the other side of the screen that you yep. can't see. You have this yep. mental image of getting up and down, moving yep. around, talking, and, and
0: and some of that was based on our first week, right? So our first week we had no idea how people were going to respond. But we got started getting pictures back from people online. This is how we. And the pictures painted, uh, the pictures that people share, shared on Facebook or whatever on Instagram, painted a picture in my mind of this is what it's like. And I could think of—I'm not going to name names—but I could think of people's, you know, families. And I'm thinking, okay, they've got two, two little boys, and you know, I've got two kids, and they've yeah, got, they've the, got
1: a, the big screen. Yeah, and some of them with the phones, and some of them yeah. with the uh, you know, the laptop sitting between a couple. Yeah. And, you know, just, some out,
0: some out in their back porch, some out on the front porch, some, yeah. and and so I'm thinking. I got to be more, I got to be real direct and real la- laser focused. And so that I, I really minimized some of the off the cuff type stuff that I would normally do. So
1: so this week, I'm as I'm preparing, I, I actually have three, I have all of that in mind. It's a different way, different experience of yeah. preaching just to a camera, wondering what's going on on the other side of the camera, who's in their pajamas, who's on their back porch, that, that type of thing. I have all of that in my mind. Just, you know, hey, there's going to be a lot of things that you're just not going to see. And so you just need to focus on you know, delivering a message to that, mm-hmm. to that camera, which represents all the, the, the thousands of, uh, of uh, people. But I also have on my, in my mind three groups of people. Mm-hmm. One is the people who would ordinarily be in the same hall where we were recording, the Loudon yeah. Hall Vine service folks. And they're used to, having been there, especially those who have been in Vine, hall, Vine services for a long time, they're used to a certain flow. Flow, uh, order, um, uh, presence of cer- certain things, not used to the presence of other things that are now that are now being introduced. Yeah. They're used to something, so I've got them in mind. And I've got a whole separate group We just had a chat this morning with a group who you are used to going, uh, with a woman who's used, used to going to the um, classic service. Yeah. It's talking about how she misses just the look and feel, the sights and sounds of the classic service. That's yeah. another group that, you know, I'm just thinking about. They're there. Yeah. And then, then there's this, this third group, which is, who are all these other people that we are finding or are t- tuning into our services yeah. that we re- they truly are invisible to any of us in this room right yeah. now we've get little glimpses of them here and there but there there are, there are hundreds of people who are who are tuning in so just i've got them in my mind like i know i want to speak to
0: yeah. to them it's an interesting thing i mean we talked we've talked a lot about on the podcast we've talked about thinking about the audience but this is a truly unique experience because we don't Entirely know, know the are. audience. We we don't know all of the audience, and and we're also like you're saying. I'm, there's a mixed, and they're all mixed together, but not really because they're all experiencing at their individual homes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because some of the folks that you're talking about, like in that third group that that, that don't normally come to our church, um, it's been interesting to kind of unpack what those people might be like. And some people, it's interesting. I have a friend who is a very devout, I mean, strong Christian woman. And how she spends her Sundays? No, this is no joke. She spends her Sundays watching as many church services as she can. Yeah, she goes from her all. She goes to her the church that she normally goes to. She watches theirs first, and then she just goes back and she asks for suggestions. Our, our, our new
1: executive secretary was just yeah. saying that the other day that they spent Sunday just watching mm. one service after yep. another,
0: just one service after the other, just because it's it's like okay, this is my day of rest. This is my day of worship, and I got nothing else to do. So we're gonna just we're going to be in all these different communities. So it's it's just interesting, but then there's I'm sure because people are sharing uh you know the the live stream or whatever. There's folks that maybe you know my prayers that don't go to church anywhere and they're they're using this moment as a real wake-up call for them to say what what is what is God trying to say to me individually in this particular season of life? And maybe they're saying, well maybe he's drawing me to himself and he's using they're using this opportunity to 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 enter into kind of that conversation of faith in a way that is very um easy you know low engagement right now, and hopefully prayerfully we can you know see some of that bear some fruit mm-hmm. and so that's in my mind, I think those there's a lot of that that goes on, and the truth is we've never done this before, no. No one has. No. I mean, you were joking the other day, John, that you, know, you missed the—on uh, the session meeting yesterday, you, uh, on the Zoom call at the yeah. session meeting, uh, we, yeah. we, missed the, we missed the seminary class when they, they taught us how to deal with global pandemics that shut everything <laughs> down. I was about to chime in, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's throwing the whole rule book out in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're making this up as we go. That. I uh-huh. mean, there's so
1: much that's known, and so many, of the, and so many good things are coming out of this. That's yeah. probably a worthy, worthy conversation for an, for another podcast. Is just how much good has yeah. come out of all of this. So many good things have come out of this, but. A lot of it is just we're we're figuring this yeah. out as we go,
0: yeah yeah, absolutely, well, and we're gonna continue to figure this out as we go because it's a it's as we've talked over and over and again over and over again about the fact that this is a moving target um and here in Florida we are entering another phase of moving target with now. They just announced a down. statewide kind of stay-at-home stay at home order. Either. Yeah. So we don't, we're not even sure what that means just yet. We're still kind of figuring that out. Um, but it, there are good things. And so we'll maybe focus on that in another podcast. And, if the if the order is more stringent, we might be doing this over a Zoom, Zoom call. To, yeah. But I do want to close out with some good stuff, right? I think it's it's important that we do that. We kind of ring out the good news, and um, so I'm going to ask the question: What's bringing you joy, even in the middle of all this? And I'll throw it to you, John. First, what's bringing you joy?
1: Oh man, what timing yeah. for this thing that is bringing me joy. We have a, uh, our daughter, our second daughter, Lauren, uh, and her husband, Alex, who live in Ohio, where Alex is from. Uh, they have a two-year-old uh, son, and she's pregnant with a daughter due in August, but they are moving to Lakeland.
0: Oh, nice, yeah. Saturday. Oh, That's wow. the old man part. That's the this old Saturday. Man. <laughs> so
1: they got to get from Ohio through Kentucky to now, you know Tennessee and then mm. you know, to Georgia and then, and then Florida. They got to make that long trip with a U haul and and wow. a car and haul the U haul is hauling a car and a two year old in the in the back
0: wow. and
1: all the fears of you know the, the virus and all the stuff they got to do all that but yeah but god willing by saturday night
0: they'll be here they'll
1: be in our house and they're going to be staying with us until they find a place to, to live but he's going to start working at lakeland regional so that oh, is bringing wow. us great 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 joy
0: well I'm prayers for him as he jumps into lakeland regional at this season but yeah, that's it's, yeah. it's great that he's got that opportunity mm-hmm. what about you kenny cool. it's bringing you joy right now
2: um i think for me um i just left a couple hours ago um my normal Wednesday lunch group that typically meets here at the church prior to the virus, and uh, we did a Zoom meeting, and then there's there's probably three or four of those types of groups that I have the privilege of being a part of on a weekly basis, and all of them have moved to this kind of online yeah. platform, whether it's Zoom or a conference call. And I think it's it's really neat to see uh, the spiritual and relational hunger of yeah. the, the people who make the priority to do whatever, because in some cases the the some of the online platforms um, come much more naturally to younger generations, but uh, at least two of the groups um, that I lead have have men who are much older, some of them retired, and and it's a cha- it's tricky for some of them, a challenge, yeah. it's a little bit foreign, but they because they they long. To be together, they long to be a part of the the spiritual conversations and the Bible studies that we're doing. They do it, and yeah. I just think that I just was looking at the screen and seeing the, the the twelve boxes of the faces of the men in that group in particular, and just thought, what a neat thing that that we're still able to do this, yeah. and that they that it's a priority for them that they would have done whatever to be a part of it, and that it meant that much to them. So that was that was just an encouragement. That's to awesome. Me. That's yeah.
0: awesome. Well, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to do two things. first is, um, you know, we mentioned a couple weeks ago, we, we didn't do the podcast last week, just kind of all the shifting things, trying to get ready for Holy Week. Um, but, uh, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about just getting out in nature and things like that. And there was a couple opportunities my wife and I had to kind of go hiking. And, and uh, we spent some time kind of walking around Florida Southern, which is just around the lake. And it's totally desolate right now. There's nobody, but it's still a beautiful campus. And then the other night we, you know, we sat out and watched the sunset and my kids playing in the background. That just always, we've been trying to make that kind of such a regular habit that we're, you know, not taking that for granted. So that's bringing me a lot of joy on a more regular basis. But then kind of to pony off what you were just saying, Kenny, you know, it's bringing me a lot of joy to see um, so many on our team here at FPC Lakeland just step up and do things that they, that they, They've never been asked to do before, but they're trying it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, we we I'm gonna give a shout out. I am gonna name some names now, just because I wanna give them a shout out. But uh, you know, Tom Ingui is our new organist. He's been here. When did we hire Tom? November. A couple months. Yeah. November. And Tom has just jumped in. Uh, he playing the piano in a in a contemporary worship setting, which is, I mean. Not typical of an a very classically trained organist, and Tom is an incredible musician. Jumping in and doing that, not just doing that, but doing video production stuff, um, which is great. Anna Burns, who is our... Our student ministry uh, assistant uh, is doing video editing for, for some of the devotional work that we're doing. That's not that's not in her wheelhouse normally, but she's doing a great job and she's just jumping in to do whatever's necessary. And then, like you were saying, Kenny, you know, so many people taking up the call to to do um, to do, you know, just whatever's necessary. You know, mm-hmm. getting on Zoom calls, helping people with tech, um, things like that. You know our our support staff with you know Jackie Hansen and, and Elena Nicholas just you know just killing it just trying to figure out how to help as many people as we can and accommodate as many people that's bringing me joy to see the see people be teammates you know and really mm-hmm. just say you know what uh, this is not my job but uh, my job is to be the, in the work w- of the work of the Lord, and if this is the work of the Lord, uh, I'm going to figure out how to do it as best I can and make that happen. And that's that's really, um, mm-hmm. that's cool. when people when people kind of put that kind of whatever ego or tiredness or whatever aside and say i'm just going to do what i can do if i if i have a skill set i'm going to i can help out with i'm going to do that and that's been that's been really uh fun to kind of see that and and encouraging for me too so um and uh you know every sunday even though we there's 350 empty chairs and just a handful of us it does bring me joy to be with the team on sunday morning um, David Bailey and HL and Nikki and, and you guys and so many other people. I, um, it's a great team and I think we're very blessed to be yeah. very, very blessed to be part of that team. So couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So, as I said earlier, if you missed this past Sunday, check us out on Facebook or YouTube or our website, fpclakeland.org, and uh, you can watch the entire service. You can hear Kenny's message. If you've missed any one of our podcasts, uh, be sure to to log into your favorite podcast platform and uh, search for Armchair Preaching. Hit the subscribe button so you can be notified when there are new episodes that drop. And also, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff that's going to come out over the next couple of weeks. encourage you to visit our website fpclakeland.org click on the contact us and fill out the e-news form so that you can be identified you know you can kind of get our e-news and find out we're going to put out a a holy week uh, devotional guide it's going to have some video devotions and lots of cool stuff you guys did a great job putting a lot of that stuff together some of the video devotions are still kind of being taped and they're going to be really uh, powerful and impactful help us kind of celebrate and remember that jesus is still risen and still king uh and coronavirus not going to stop uh, the resurrection so we're we're excited about that so i appreciate kenny thanks for being here today yep. john thanks for being here today Have and here. We'll, we'll see you guys next time